As a quick heads up, this episode of Entrepreneurs Podcast includes discussion of sensitive themes around sexual harassment. Welcome to Lake Wobegon, where all the women are harassed, all the men are creepy as hell, and all the children are bastards. Put that away! Yes. Welcome to this episode, the new season of Entrepreneurs Podcast. We're back. And today, we're going to talk about Charlie Rose's robe. Matt Lauer's button. And Garrison <laughs> Keeler's Prairie Home Companions. And so many more, unfortunately. And so many more. Oh my gosh, it feels like everything you see now is all about sexual harassment. So we're going to get into that right after the credits. Welcome to Entrepreneurs Podcast. That's Entrepreneurs spelled entree, like Spanish for between, pre, like our prepubescent sense of humor, and nerds, like the guys around the microphones. Speaking of guys around the microphone, I'm Daniel the Retailer. And I am Kareem the Realtor. This is your space to investigate, explore, discuss, and get to hear from some great examples of entrepreneurs in our area. Central Ohio and, and beyond. So, Kareem, uh, you know, we've been hearing about a lot of people. Let's just list some off here. Yeah, the list just keeps growing. We have Louis C.K., Charlie Rose, Matt Lauer. <laughs> Wait, when you said the list keeps growing, I just wanted to say that's what she said. That, and that's <laughs> the point of this episode. That's terrible. <laughs> okay. We have Harvey Weinstein, Garrison Keeler. Um, and, you know, dozens and dozens in the Senate. And um, so where, dozens where, where in can the we Senate. even start? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, every day you're just waiting for who's the next guy. I think the least likely guy for me was Garrison Keillor. First of all, because when people say things like, he has a face for radio, they mean <laughs> Garrison Keillor. <laughs> He's single-handedly probably the least attractive man on the planet. Face. Hey! That's <laughs> terrible. But here's what's crazy. This is not a, a funny topic. Like, there are people that are really being hurt by this and, and, and a system, uh, a systematic power plays that are engaged here the things that we want to talk about are the humor of the situation of that these men felt like they could just get away with it and now that they aren't i think that's funny like now that they aren't getting away with it let's talk about how absurd the things they did were and laugh at the absurdity of it but and take nothing away from the experiences that these women had or these men in the case of kevin spacey and um uh the guy he like was and he threw him onto the bed all of let's that let's start there kevin spacey was one of the greatest comebacks of all time you know he, he came out on um house of cards after you know years of you might disagree but i i'd say obscurity you know i i didn't know what he was up to before before that and and he worked his way into our hearts and our homes and everyone was loving the show it was one of the best shows um out there on netflix and then this comes out that he uh would sexually harass um young guys it? It is a 14 year old yeah he happens to be like one of the original cast members of rent and uh in addition to being one of the original cast members of rent when he was a kid he was on broadway pretty early he was on broadway with uh a number of other adults obviously as a 14 year old you go to a lot of cast parties or you know your parents 
you know, in the 80s, being 14 and walking around New York, people just, it was something that you did. You got on the subway, you went to work, whatever he did. So to go to somebody else's house wasn't a big deal, especially when they were other Broadway actors. It's not like it was something out of the ordinary. What was weird is that all of a sudden, as a 14-year-old, he realizes it's only adults at the party, and he's kind of bored. So he goes to watch TV in Kevin's uh, bedroom, and then uh, all of a sudden he realizes everyone else is gone, and it's just Kevin Spacey creepily grabbing him over the, like, the threshold like he's a bride and tosses him on the bed and scares the bejesus out of him. And then while he's running away down the hall after he finally let him leave, Kevin says, are you sure you want to go? I mean... He's 26 years old at the time, and this kid was 14. It's absolutely insane. So these are things that can easily take down people. Like when you're thinking about um, what we talk about all the time, which is conscious capitalism or conscious leadership, this doesn't seem conscious at all. Hell, half the people on this list, including Garrison Keillor, Charlie Rose, and Harvey Weinstein, don't even seem like they're alive, let alone conscious. Right. You know, I've been... when you start looking at some of the details, one of the things that came out, we talked about Matt Lauer's button. This is a guy who, uh, there was rumors about his womanizing uh, for for years, but there wasn't a collective sort of uh, wave of empowerment to bring him down. Meanwhile, company executives, all aware of these rumors and everything else, held, they obviously they installed a button in his room so he could lock the door behind people on his desk. That's crazy. And they were giving him, I think he was making $28 million a year flying every day by helicopter in from the Hamptons to the office. It's nuts how he was protected by the system. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, wow, great job, NBC, for letting go of Matt. Well, how about you do it when you know it's first happening, not when you're paying people off or you have to wait for this wave of uh, empowerment and and, and voice to come to uh, these women I think it's just really embarrassing how uh, culturally appropriate or culturally acceptable it's been for so many years. So when you think about being an entrepreneur and starting your business off, one of the things you need to think about is how do you build your your brand from the beginning? How do you build your, your employee base from the beginning? Make sure it's diverse. Make sure you have women at the beginning parts of your business so that you're sensitive to things that you may not have grown up around or maybe you don't have the maturity yet. Maybe you're 22 years old and you don't really have the maturity to understand those little bits of your actions. A great example of being young, having money and power, and not understanding your situation is Mark Zuckerberg. He came into fire very early on in uh, Facebook for a lot of the comments and the environment that was happening in Silicon Valley in uh, where he was building Facebook. One of the examples was, and Catherine uh, Lowe's, who wrote a whole book about it, she was one of the early female employees of Facebook. There was an, uh, an opportunity where one employee was standing in line at the cafeteria or some lunch line with another uh, employee, a female employee, and he says to her, I want to put my teeth in your ass. Like, the craziest, most crass comment from somebody. And then you have uh, them have a whole meeting about it. And Mark says, I don't even know what this means. Completely devaluing the experience of the people that were offended in it because he didn't understand the impact of his own actions as the leader of the business. He didn't understand the impact of just letting something that, like, like that slide without disciplinary action, anything like that. So when you're starting your business, you have to recognize your own immaturities and build a team to sort of fill in the gap around what you don't have. 
as far as you know, impact and what your actions as uh, someone in a workplace, uh, whether it's um, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're working for a company. Here's here's the thing, Kevin Spacey. When this came out, they canceled House of Cards. Now, obviously, it's a good punishment for him, but. You have to think about all all the other cast and crew members on that show who that that was their job and they just lost their job before the holidays. Those are hundreds of people who are now unemployed because of one person's action. Exactly. And the same thing with Louis C.K., the same thing with uh, Weinstein Co., uh, Harvey Weinstein's production company. All those all those things that Louis C.K. was writing all those people that were acting in those things, that were directing, producing, the, j- even just the key grips and everybody that, yeah. that's connected to it, the caterers, all these things that were designed to build around these uh, sort of powerful, untouchable men. And then they do things that are so insane. I mean, Louis C.K. actually said, I thought it was cool because I told them before it was going to happen. Well, like, and is it okay if I take my junk out right now? And then they said, what? And he's like, cool. And then all of a sudden there he is doing his thing in front of them. And he thought it was okay because he said- Because he asked. Can I do this? That's like saying, hey, can I shoot you right now? Oh my gosh, what do you mean shoot me? Bang. Well, I did ask him if I could right. shoot him. And 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 the problem is that in- in this in this example, th- this is one of the most successful comedians in the world, and filmmakers. He he's been knocking out hit after hit. Every, pretty much everything he's put out in the last five years has been critically acclaimed. And th- this uh, this is someone who thinks, oh well, I asked, so it's fine. But you're not thinking about the people on the other end of that question. Whether they're in some um, in some of these cases, there were aspiring comedians who looked up to him that that was your role model and this was was someone you you hope you'd learn from or you can, you're going to work with and it's going to help you and you want to be like them and they put you in the situation and a lot of times people they feel pressured to say yes because they're afraid of retaliation they're afraid of how it would hurt their career they're afraid of being weird being that one person who's like oh well you know I don't want to make things awkward and that's and that that's one of the things that we wanted to talk about today. You're putting by by putting your employees or putting your coworkers in these situations. No matter what way you look at it, you're you're putting them in a place where they they didn't sign up for. When they applied for this job, they came in knowing that they would have certain uh, expectations and they had certain goals to accomplish, and they. They came in knowing that they would never be put in a situation where they'd have to say, no, I don't want to have sex with you. No, don't take your dick out. And What's nuts is that we're talking about, especially in the entertainment industry, and I was reading this fantastic article um, earlier, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, uh, specifically talking about a lot of people were saying, well, why wouldn't you just run? Why wouldn't you just leave the room? And here's the thing is one of the things that this article spoke to the author, she talks about, you know, as an actress, as somebody in the, uh, as a comedian, uh, first of all, there's so many things against you already systematically that trying to get somewhere, there's not a lot of roles for actresses 
in general. There's a lot of people want to be in the entertainment industry and a lot of people aren't successful. So you're constantly struggling. You're scraping together whatever money you have and trying to split it between rent and acting classes. Sometimes you take odd jobs. You do things that don't have any future. It doesn't have any health insurance. Why pay for health insurance when you can pay for this acting class? You, you spend all this money auditioning, going all these places to try and get a job. And then when you finally get that job, when you finally get your break, you're in the room with the guy who can change your career and he starts masturbating in front of you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe you think maybe this is what you're, that you have to do. I don't know. But I can tell you that in that moment, you're probably thinking also about everything else, the entire, that has led up to your life to this moment. You've sacrificed so much and dealt with so much BS up until this point that, yes, this is just one more BS moment that you have to sit here and watch this and hopefully you get out of the room and not have to deal with it and be able to move on with your career. But when you find out and you start realizing, collecting these voices together, that there's this crescendo of, of piles and piles of crap that people have had to deal with, that's when people need to understand that, that no one is sacred. No one is untouchable in this kind of, uh, these kind of scandals. And sometimes people are doing things that are against the very thing that they say they are uh, they are for. Like speaking of, just in Ohio, uh, two or three weeks ago, there was a, a senator from or a, a Ohio congressman. Um, he was, uh, um, I think, Northern Ohio. This guy's name is um, Wes Goodman, Republican state legislator in Ohio. He uh, was. Uh, married to the assistant director of uh, the director of March for Life, which is an anti-abortion uh, group, anti-LGBT politician that believed that families should only be, that marriage is only between a man and a woman and that, uh, you know, gay people are bad. This guy resigned because one of the staffers at the, uh, at his office saw him, caught him having sex with a man in his office. So anybody having sex in their own office as a state legislature is bad enough. And obviously this person worked with him and, and around him. So that was also horrible. But then to make matters worse, he's literally at the same time he's helping to make laws against gay people and against gay marriage and, and, and campaigning on that. He's also leading a secret self-hating life as, as a gay man. I mean... I can't self-identify or, or you know, say what he is or, or what he needs, but for somebody to go around saying it's bad and then to be doing that behavior is, you know, how people, how people fall is important. And I think when you, it exposes who you are, think of Louis C.K., how he fell. The words he used in that apology were awful. They well, were he didn't say barely, sorry. They were he barely didn't apologize. Right. He acknowledged... What people have been in 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 the comedy um, scene have been kind of mumbling about since for years, mm -hmm. and and people who are close to him came out and said, "Oh well, you know, I asked him before. Are these true? Are these allegations true? I've heard these rumors." And he would say, "Like, no, no, it's it's bullshit." And that's that's why you know if if you're listening and you're wondering, I'm I'm sure some people are thinking, "Well, how how come so many so many." cases and examples are on the news all of a sudden it's because all it takes is for one person to come out and say you know have have the um the courage to say what happened to them and immediately it starts this wave of other people who went through the same situation thinking oh that's right that is fucked up that i went through this that's not normal it's not 
you know, the, the usual that your boss would ask you if you can, if, if you can watch him masturbate. Um, there's um, Al Franken, who is, you know, senator now from a, Minnesota. senator from Minnesota. He, he had uh, comedic roots. And, yeah, it was one of my um, one of my favorite uh, actors and writers from SNL Saturday Night Live. He had six women so far have uh, accused him of sexual misconduct. Um, the the one to I'm which, most familiar way, with is well, remember this is what's even crazier is that Al Frank and all this stuff came out. Garrison Keillor started uh, defending him and saying this is crazy and I think this is he shouldn't resign. This is awful. <laughs> and then two days later, people came out and said, "Oh yeah, Garrison loved touching me." And Garrison's like, listen, she was unhappy at work, and I went to give her a hug, and my hand accidentally went up her shirt six inches, and I rubbed it a little, and she re recoiled, and I apologized. And an email later, she told me it was fine, nothing to worry about. First of all, if you have to email somebody to ask if it was cool that you had rubbed your hand then up her bare cool. back. If you have to ask, if you have to send an email, then it's wrong. You know it was already wrong. Second of all, this is a guy who, in his uh, since his apology, his apology letter where he said, "Listen, I think the story is much more interesting and complicated than it's come out in the press." That's a weird way to respond. Then he comes out and says, "Listen, if I had a dollar for every time somebody hugged me during a photo op and touched me below the belt line, I'd have like a hundred dollars." I'm thinking, who are these hundred women that thought Garrison Keillor was somebody they should grab ass with? Ridiculous. That is not, first of all, men who are in power, it's, it is almost impossible for you to be a victim of sexual harassment because there is no power to be gained. There's no power that anybody has against you. And so you can't, it's like when people talk about reverse racism. If you were their group in power, you can be racist. People who are not in power have no power to use the racism against you so that, you, that it doesn't make any sense. You can't say it's reverse sexual harassment. The, the secretary, if it's a female secretary at the office, doesn't have power against her boss to sexually harass him into anything, to keep him in the room, to quid pro quo him with her body. That is what the person in power has. So for Garrison Keillor to say, well, just because I touched somebody up her dress or her shirt or whatever, uh, that's nothing compared to the hundreds of women that touched my butt. I'm sorry, Garrison Keillor, in your place of power, you could have moved their hand if you didn't like it and not had your job, lost your job. And not have fear of your re retaliation Correct. or have, you know, the, 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 the faint idea of, or suggestion of like, oh, well, maybe you're not going to get that promotion at the end of the year if you turn this down. Um, as, as, as far as, uh, you know, back to Al Franken, what um, the, the most popular or, or you know, well-advertised example of, um, of, of his uh, acts were uh, during a USA, uh, USO uh, tour in 2006, they were uh, performing uh, uh, stand-up and uh, comedy routines for the troops. And uh, he was doing this routine with uh, Leanne Tweeden where he uh, suggested and insisted that they would have a kissing scene in the um, in the sketch, and he repeatedly started insisting that they have we we need to rehearse this. We have to rehearse this, and she and she is on record for saying that she um, she said, mm. you know, maybe it's it's just it's just a sketch. It's not SNL where uh, we don't have to rehearse it. And not only that, she said, I think it's actually funnier 
if if you don't kiss me, and, right? And I mi- and I turn again. and I turn away at the, at the last like, no, second. No, no, we need to rehearse this. And so and she says yes, and he just throat. shoves shoves his tongue down her throat, and uh, he gropes her and 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 tries to do it again. And and this was in two thousand six. Okay, this that was eleven years ago. This woman has been walking around with this and not said anything to anyone. Um, we have there's so many examples. If you think about uh, sexual harassment, when I think about entrepreneurs, one of the uh, entrepreneurs that people think of as a god right now is Elon Musk. Elon Musk, Tesla, driverless cars, electric uh, semi tractor trucks. You've got uh, every Tesla in the world. He wants to. He's actually right now trying to figure out how to ship his Tesla into orbit in Mars. Did you read about this? No. Yesterday he announced that he's going to send one of his rockets with his Tesla in it <laughs> to orbit Mars. <laughs> I mean, like it's the most ridiculous uh, marketing stunt in the world. Just the uh, saying those things out loud get people to to get excited and he's like this crazy uh, genius, imagine visionary kind of guy. Meanwhile, at Tesla factories, there are places in the factories that women call predator zones because Mm. if they walk by those certain areas, they get constantly catcalled. There was a meeting at their Fremont plant where literally dozens of women stood up and recounted to five male executives and one female executive. They told them, this is what's happening to me. They put themselves in front of their peers and told them, this is what's happening. I'm being harassed. I'm being passed up for promotion because of this. This is what's happening to me. People are catcalling this. And they're like, yeah, this is very troubling. One of the people said something like, oh, well, uh, I, you know, I have daughters, so this is upsetting. And, you know, um, Louis C.K. said the same thing. I have daughters, so I, you know now I know that that would be awful if somebody did this to my own daughter. But I'm sorry, that's the biggest cop-out. If you have to wait until you produce a female offspring to realize what you're doing is completely ridiculous, then you're dumber than I ever thought. Why do you need to have a baby growing up as your own uh, uh, child to tell you that... Uh, catcalling women is wrong. That telling uh, w- women they can't get a job or they don't get paid better because they're not a man, it, it, you need a daughter to tell you that? You need your daughter to tell you that raping somebody is wrong? That sexual harassment's wrong? That makes you even worse of a person. So Elon Musk wasn't directly involved in this situation, but what's crazy is his company took somebody who put a lawsuit against the company for repeated sexual harassment and fired her, which is completely against the law. It's called retaliation. You can't take somebody who's a whistleblower or somebody who is specifically raising concerns about harassment, which is illegal, and then fire them in the middle of it. You could maybe put them on leave, do all kinds of other things, but when you fire them, that's immediate illegal action. So all those entrepreneurs out there that think that if somebody sues me for harassment, I'll just fire them, just know that your entire company's at risk. So why expose yourself to that? Just learn what the laws are, learn how to behave like an adult and, and put people on your team. They're going to help keep you in check. Well, and, and speaking of entrepreneurs, we, uh, you know, we, we got a chance to speak with uh, some uh, fellow entrepreneurs who um, operate in the YouTube space and uh, that, that exists there too, which I'm, I can't say I'm surprised, but it's, well, let me tell you about it. So uh, Andy Signor is the creator and uh, one of the uh, producers of um, 
uh, Honest Trailers and Screen Junkies uh, series. It's uh, the YouTube channel. It's one of the first YouTube shows to um, uh, get an uh, Emmy nomination uh, a few years ago. And uh, he was fired by their uh, company, Defy Media. Uh, it's right around, actually, the... Um, the time the Harvey Weinstein case um, spread, and there's there's at least five women who uh, shared accounts of um, him doing uh, sexually inappropriate acts over uh, social media and in uh, in person. One woman uh, said that he tried to sexually assault her on multiple occasions, and um, that her name's April Dawn, and he threatened to fire her her boyfriend, who is a, an employee of that company. His name's. Uh, Josh Tapia, his, he's the uh, sound engineer on the show, and and here's here's the fucked up thing about this situation. So she went through this, and he knew about it, and they would sit across the table from each other on shows, doing the show together, and he's looking at his boss, knowing that his boss sexually harassed his girlfriend multiple times, and. They were both afraid of losing their jobs, so they would just put up with it. If you want to feel bad, look up Screen Junkies and look for any episodes with um, his name. His name's JTE. He's Josh the Engineer. You can see the sadness in his eyes. Knowing that, knowing what we know now, you can see this guy isn't all there. One thing we wanted to talk about is, um, you know, so we admire and we talk about and we encourage and support entrepreneurs. When you're an entrepreneur, everyone knows you. You kiss that forty-hour work week goodbye. You're 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 working sixty, seventy, eighty hours a week. You're in the office twelve, fourteen hours a day. You spend most of your time in your workplace, and when you're not there, you're sleeping or eating. Then <laughs> that's it. So some people might think, well, okay, I I don't go out. Um, you know, I spend all my time here and I'm, uh, I'm a single guy or I'm a single lady and I just want, you know, to date someone. Go outside, go out. Don't try to, you ever hear that? Everyone knows that this expression, don't shit where you eat. Just fucking don't, just don't. Just go, you want to meet someone? Go out and meet someone. Don't try to date your employees. Don't try to ask your employees if they want to have sex with you. Like uh, Robin Kewen, the um, uh, Democratic uh, representative from Nevada, in his 2016 campaign, he repeatedly asked this uh, this woman out on dates and if she would uh, have sex with him. And she's she's one of his staff members. That's not what she applied to this job for. Also, newsflash, uh, as mature adult males, you should probably know that randomly asking women if they would like to have sex with you is not the best come on. <laughs> it's not, not the best way for somebody to get to know you or to learn about why you're a fascinating person and why they would want to be connected to you in that intimate way. Instead, you're just saying, you want to have sex with me? That's not the way it works. That's the way it works in porn, which is why there's a whole industry built to make fantasies. It's all fantasy. Do not believe that if you walk into a woman at the workplace and say, hey, do you want to have sex with me? She's going to clear off her desk and make it's it like, happen. oh, I thought you'd never ask. I've been waiting for this day my whole life. That's not true. That's not true. So, All you're doing is you're making it difficult for them to come into work tomorrow. Right. There's going to be lots more talk about this. There's going to be a lot more conversation about this in the future. But I think the, the biggest takeaway that you need to take away from this is don't take that baby, that thing that you're building, that business that you're building, that... Uh, 
the, the company that you want it to be, that invention that you came up with, all those people around you, the ecosystem that's invested in it, your, your family, your business partners, your customers, all these people are invested in you. Don't disappoint them so easily by installing a rape button on your desk <laughs> or by, install, by walking around naked in your robe while your while your administrative assistant or intern is taking notes, like nobody's gonna believe how uh, crazy you are. No one's gonna. Oh, invest and asking in you again. that assistant to watch uh, scenes from your favorite movie. Uh, I think it was called like Secretary. That this this movie he uh, Charlie Rose would ask his assistant to watch uh, to watch the sex scene in it, and they would sit in his office or his home. I, f- I forget where, but he would make her sit there and watch the sex scene. And go like, yeah, this, you know, this is my favorite movie. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Charlie Rose is the skeeviest dude ever. He also is crazy. Like, he uh, worked out of the Bloomberg building. He had his own production company. He fired basically everybody that worked for him and only hired uh, young female interns that just graduated college or graduate school and would just hire them as interns, pay them barely anything, if anything, and always have them working in one of his random homes. He had four different places he would sleep, but one of his homes had a pool. He would swim around naked in it and then tell tell his uh, his interns that he'd like to see them sw- swim around. I mean, anyway, the stories go on and on. And, and the more, the deeper you get into it, the, you realize that these people are so corrupted by their own power and ego, they are oblivious to how nuts that what their behavior is. Don't go there. Don't do that. Nobody wants it. And that'll do it for us, for entrepreneurs. <laughs> what a way to start the season, Kareem. Jeez. So anyway, that's our hopefully our uh, first and last show ever about sexual harassment. Instead, the rest of the season, we're going to be interviewing awesome entrepreneurs from around central Ohio and beyond and talking about different newsworthy things of the day. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget to go to patreon.com slash entrepreneurs podcast, which by the way, we, uh, we want you guys to know we've uh, missed you. We hope we had a great Thanksgiving and hope you're um, having a good time this holiday season. Hopefully all the shit that's on the news isn't um, throwing your life off too much. Um, Thank you so much for everyone that's already contributing and has been contributing to our Patreon. It really helps. Uh, Thank you for helping us keep uh, the lights on. We really enjoy doing this, and we hope that you enjoy listening to it. 